0: Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But it's not just any bay. It's a Baywatch. Because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School. A podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Mike Eisen,
1: And I'm Morgan Thrapp. And before we get into this episode, I want to expose our listeners to some uh, <laughs> behind-the-scenes content. Uh, which is that quite frank, quite frequently when we are recording, um, because of discord's noise suppression, uh, I don't hear any of the whooshing noises. So when Michael says, do you hear that sound? I'm always very tempted to just yell. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but I, I don't because I am, I am a nice person. Um, I turned off the noise suppression though. Oh, huh. Well then it just hates you, I guess. Well, that um, would be the first time I've heard that. <laughs> uh but but speaking of nice people, we have a returning guest this episode, and that is Helen. Helen, welcome back to the podcast. Hi,
2: it's good to be back. I'm a nice people.
0: Yeah. Well for now. I mean let's wait. Let's <laughs> wait until we get your opinion on the episode. Yeah. It'll change.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I don't know. This episode, uh, I feel like this is going to have some diverse opinions here.
2: Really? You awesome. think <laughs> You think we don't all agree about this episode?
0: I don't know, actually. I'm really not sure. It sounds like some some of you are like, this episode sucks, and some of us are like, so, there's three of us. I don't know why I'm saying some of you. Like, <laughs> this episode sucks, or this episode is great. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like yeah. one half of us feels one way. The other half is two thirds.
0: <laughs> Look, this isn't a math podcast. <laughs> Morgan, what podcast is this? Uh, yeah. This is Baywatch
1: Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen.
0: <laughs> well, I, you went farther with the joke than I was intending,
2: but good on you. I you never cut it. me
1: off, so I just kept going.
0: Yeah, well, I like hearing your voice. Aw, thanks, babe. You're, well, um, you're welcome, boo.
2: And I'm Morgan Threap. <laughs> there we
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It works so much better as a joke when there's three people. It really does. It's the comedy rule of threes. It, well, why didn't we do a podcast for three men?
1: Yeah, because that would require us to have more friends, and that seems hard. I don't know anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, and I've and, never... I haven't been out of my condo in 27 years. I mean...
0: Uh,
2: and I don't yeah. want to get ahead of myself, but I was going to say, if you ever want me to guest again, good luck in getting me to watch another episode of Baywatch. <laughs> Whoa! What? Wow! <laughs> no, it's fine. It's great. I'm sure you all enjoy your lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do. Wow! Wow! The Wowie. vitriol over here.
3: What? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> fine. Maybe. Uh, maybe we'll. I'll find the trick flick version of Baywatch. I don't know what that is.
2: Okay, but, so. okay, okay. Um Michael. <laughs> um, so we watched an episode of Baywatch for this episode. Um Yes. It was called Princess of Tides. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, yes. This episode, I regret to inform you, is the chick flick version of Baywatch. Oh I yeah. mean
0: Yes. Yes, it, it is. Uh, I have you yeah, seen that's fair. A
2: little-known movie called Roman Holiday? <laughs> no,
0: I have not. Uh, and that's not, the episode, that's not the movie this is based on. It is based on a movie, but not this oh.
2: movie. Oh. You could have fooled me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but let's talk about it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's, so uh, this is, as Helen said, Season 3, Episode 8, Princess of Tides, written by Michael Burke and Peter Kewick. Uh, Q- uh, it. <laughs> and he has done pretty much nothing. This is his first writing credit, uh, and one oh. last. But it's directed by oh, someone Morgan you will be very familiar with. Okay, Parker Stevenson, aka Craig. From oh Baywatch. shit! Yes, they they got Craig from season one of Baywatch to uh, to direct this episode, uh, and it did feel quite different. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, And this was aired November 2nd, 1992. So before we get into guest stars, we should first mention that the title of this episode is a reference to the 1991 movie, The Prince of Tides, Mm -hmm. starring Uh, Nick Nolte and Barbra Streisand. Uh, But that's a very, very different movie. So... Uh It was mostly just a lead up, Helen, into a joke about this. Uh, because uh, <laughs> Prince of Ties is about a man talks to a suici- suicidal sister's psychiatrist about their family history and falls in love with her over the course of that. Um, and suicidal sister's psychiatrist is a hell of a tongue twister. Oh, yeah, that's some yeah. good
2: alliteration.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, also fun about this movie is Morgan, uh, Nick Nolte plays a very Morgan Thrap character name. Oh. Tom Wingo. Ooh, that's good.
2: Ooh. Why do I keep doing spit takes? What is happening? <laughs> Let me at least fill my mouth with liquid first. Go ahead,
0: Tom. You're just Wingo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just like saying it. Um, You're just trying to give us something wet.
0: Well. We're going to get into that later. Uh, But let's first talk about some guest stars. So I have a few to talk about first, and then Helen's going to talk about a few afterwards. Uh, But first up, we have Maurice Roves, who plays Roland in this episode. And you may know him from being in just the most British things possible. So, for example, he was in a movie called Brighton Rock, where a teenager who has... A razor and is named Pinky fights people. Uh, okay, yeah, And when you say razor in this context, are
1: we talking cell phone scooter?
0: Oh yeah, definitely uh, it's a cell phone scooter. come Oh yeah, you can scoot on it, then you lift it up to your to your ear, uh, and then you you spin the top of it to dial. Oh
1: yeah, that's what
0: all the teens are doing these days. Yeah. you know what else all the teens are doing? What, Michael? They're also watching Maurice Rove's in the show Rumpel of the Bailey. (laughs) Uh, About a portly and eccentric criminal law barrister. Um, I love it. And, of course, he plays a character called Clive Climpton, uh, which I also like. Uh, He was also in a show, Morgan, you were also, again, very familiar with. Mm -hmm. It's a show we have talked about multiple times this last group of episodes of a show that sucks that people were on. Can you guess which one that is? Uh, my mind is drawing a complete and utter blank. Well, of course, Morgan, that would be Jake and the fat man. <laughs> oh God. Why? <laughs> the show Why? about a man named Jake <laughs> and a guy who is fat and I hate it. Uh yeah. Lastly, he was also in what is considered the best Doctor Who story of all time, The Caves of Androzani. So that's cool. (laughs) Next up, Lauren Avedon plays the Royal Guard slash terrorist. There were two of those, so I don't know which one he was. Yeah. Uh, But he's the one who's named. And uh, you may know him from starring in The King of Kickboxers alongside Richard Jekyll, who plays Ben. In Baywatch, oh, uh, he also is with Billy Blanks. Do you know? Okay, I, I'm pretty sure Helen knows it Billy, Whoa. Blanks is, but I I have no idea. Okay, so Helen, would you like to describe who Billy Blanks is?
2: Uh, I believe he, if not the creator, is at least the face of Tybo.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah.
2: Huh. Oh, and last time I was here, we were talking about Joseph Pilates. This is so full circle.
0: <laughs> oh, there's so much full circle. I have so many comments about how this episode comes full circle from your last appearance. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, Wait. Um, but you may also know him from Fighting Spirit, a movie with a very wild plot. It goes Billy is a young fighter whose sister Judith was hurt after a near gang rape. When he learns she must have surgery, wow. crime boss Russell has Billy compete in illegal street fights. When Billy learns he may get killed, he may get killed. He quits, but in fact is himself later killed by Russell and his men, who are the ones responsible for Judith. After his death, Billy must rely on his best friend David, who must train the martial arts before he can seek revenge. And David gets trained by the ghost of Billy. <laughs> Uh, so Lauren Avadon plays David. Uh, well, that was the wrong time to take a sip of my drink. <laughs> it's so wild. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, Helen, uh, were you able to get research on, uh, some other people?
2: Uh, I was able to get research on some other people. Ooh, shall, I, shall I start with the most boring one?
0: Yes, absolutely. All
2: right. Um... Per my friend Michael's request, I looked up another Michael who was in this episode. His name's Michael <laughs> Goodwin. He played, uh, oh, Prince, what's his name in this episode? The Prince guy. He yeah, the Prince. Prince. James? Alexander? Oh, yes. Something. James the, was Prince the, Al- the, the Prince, dad. Prince Albert in the can. It's confusing because uh. he's, he's the dad, but he's Prince. <laughs> he's yeah. princess's uh. dad.
0: Wait, he's um, Prince?
2: Yes, he is Prince, but they call him the artist now. It's confusing.
0: Um, Sometimes he's just a glyph.
2: And he has done a whole bunch of stuff and nothing that really stands out. So to help you understand how little his uh, filmography stands out truly, I'll just read some of the related lists he's on on IMDb. Um, And that includes... Lolita, nineteen ninety eight premiere because he was like a a lower <laughs> tier character in that Lolita. <laughs> um, he was in act. Uh, he's on the list actors who've appeared in Law and Order, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, and Law and Order Criminal Intent. Ooh, and, and he's on wow. a list called Passengers on the Love Boat. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> he but, also
0: has. Oh yes, please continue.
2: Oh, just when I saw his his most recent photo, the. The IMDb photo, I thought for a brief moment that he was the most interesting man in the world, but he is not. And uh, he's not the least interesting man in the world, but he's not. <laughs> and it, maybe it was... my favorite thing is that he's from a place called Virginia, Minnesota, which is known what? <laughs> for being Goddammit. the home of Chris Pratt. Virginia, oh.
0: Minnesota. Uh, yep. Wow, that sounds very Italian. He's such a cool guy. He's so cool.
2: <laughs> so cool. So uh, cool.
0: There is a a, a credit for Michael Goodwin that I did find that I really wanted to um, point out, please, um, which is he's on a little known show um, that I think you'll both love. It's called Jake and the Fat Man.
3: Oh <laughs> God! Fucking damn it! Uh, no! This this
0: show is our curse.
1: Oh God! I feel like. There is a non-zero chance we end up watching it, and I don't know if I'm excited about that or
0: hate it. <laughs> I'm both.
2: It can be all these things. Oh, goodness. He was also on two different episodes of All My Children playing two different characters separated by 20 years. Ooh! Wow. He was on an cool. episode in 89 and an episode in 2009.
0: Wow. wow. Well, that's, and, I guess, cool. I mean, especially for a show that's been on that long. Right. I guess and, they kind of have to recycle through people.
2: Yeah, I mean, look at the list of actors on Law & Order.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if they only hired actors who have been on Law & Order, where they're like, I don't see Law & Order on your resume, therefore you are not fit for this soap opera.
2: <laughs> I feel like most most production crews could probably operate on that and still have most actors in Hollywood. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, That's it probably how many people have been in all of the Law and Orders. Yeah, I've been in all of the Law and Orders. Yeah, remember one I was the Ant. Remember
0: that time Helen and uh, yeah. hung out with uh, Ice Cube? <clears throat> or with Ice-T?
2: Ice-T, get out of here. Leave uh, your own uh, podcast. Uh, I deserve that. <laughs> Shall I tell you a little bit about? Oh heck, I, I got a scroll. I didn't prepare. This guy's <laughs> page is huge. It's not size yep. that counts, but would you like to hear a little about Carl Charfolio? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Who played, and now I have to scroll all the way back down again, Riggs, Riggs on this episode. Who's Riggs? I just watched this thing, and I have no idea who Riggs is.
0: I have no clue.
2: Yep, Not, and I'm looking yeah. at the guy's picture. I'm like, yep, doesn't ring a bell. But this is Riggs. He he has over 100 acting credits, but more than that, he has almost 200 stunt credits. He's primarily a stuntman. Mm-hmm. And was president of the hold on i'm so good at this you guys <laughs> <laughs> oh he was he was president of the stuntmen's association of motion pictures from 1992 to 1996 um and right. he won uh, a a he was like his biggest achievement is winning um the best fight sequence award in the first annual stuntman awards for his performance in the television series this is important night rider
0: I thought you were going to say Jacob. Hell yeah.
3: (laughs) So
2: it's possible that Hasselhoff was friends with the guy and was like, here, play this completely unremarkable, forgettable character in this episode. And he was like, yeah. It wouldn't be
0: the first time because the casting director for this also worked on Knight Rider. So I think so. I feel like they were just like, who do we know who can can do a flip? And they're like, oh, Carl can do a flip. Let's bring in Carl. (laughs) And then they forgot about Carl. (laughs)
2: We all forgot about Carl
0: We did Not the Stuntman Association They didn't forget about Carl
2: Well in 96 they did
0: (laughs) Yeah
2: Um, And I also have information about One of the stars of this episode Miss Laura Herring Now she is probably best known For playing dual roles In David Lynch's movie Mulholland Drive In 01
0: Oh yeah Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, a movie that, even though I've seen it twice, I could not tell you at all what happens.
2: Yep. Yeah. I could probably uh, be actively watching it and not know what's going on. Yep. Like, I've seen Twin Peaks. I get it.
1: <laughs> I like David Lynch, but that movie just slid right the fuck off my brain. It, like, I
0: could not. I could not figure it out. It's weird that I can say I understand what happens in a racer head better than <laughs> but That's the truth. <laughs> I should see Eraserhead. I've never seen it. It's a lot of people who uh, don't understand art think that Eraserhead is a very bad movie because it doesn't make sense. hmm mm-hmm. Instead of identifying that the point of a David Lynch film is not is that it's not supposed to make complete and perfect sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she's most known for Mulholland Drive and also for being Paula on Sunset Beach. That was like, she was a regular. She was on like all 140 episodes, some business of that. Ooh. Um. And also, she was the first Hispanic woman crowned Miss USA in
3: 1985.
2: Ooh. Oh, nice. So that is pretty amazing. More amazing, I thought. Um, if you look her up, she has a few names. Um, Laura Herring is her stage name. Um, her Birth name is Laura martinez Herring, but she also goes by Laura Elena, and her full title is Laura Elena, Countess von Bismarck-Schönhausen. Ooh. (laughs) So she (laughs) plays the titular princess in this. Um, So in 87, she married Count Karl-Edward von Bismarck-Schönhausen, the great-great-grandson of Otto von Bismarck.
0: Whoa, what? (laughs) Yes.
2: What? (laughs) Yes. They divorced in 1989, but she retains the title of Countess. So she was actively a Countess when she was playing a princess in this. And even more importantly, in 2019, when Count Carl's father passed away, he became Prince of Bismarck and his current wife is Princess of Bismarck. So, if she had stayed married to her first husband, she would be a literal princess today.
0: Wow. Wow. One might say that's a real Schlieffen plan. (laughs) That's a good. Sure. That's a good Otto von Bismarck joke. (laughs) For all of you who like war history.
2: There are no good Otto von Bismarck jokes.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. All all my homies are down with the Schlieffen plan. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here.
2: We called them Heimies in. uh, No, that doesn't sound good. Heim is the word for home in German. (laughs) Please take that. Uh. (laughs) Heimat. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) If you can't tell, this episode kind of broke us a little.
2: Just kill me.
0: Yeah. I just want to put something out there for any listener who maybe hasn't seen this episode in a while, won't see this episode, or even someone who has. Imagine all of this episode uh, and every scene that Laura Herring is in. Imagine her character, but played by Bjork.
2: (laughs) Wow, yes.
0: Right? Because I reference Bjork a lot uh, in my notes where I'm like, wow, (laughs) imagine if this scene was played by Bjork. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) Um, Because she kind of just looks like a non-Icelandic Bjork.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And she's right? given a, a Bjorky performance, kind of. Yeah. I've seen Bjork <laughs> in Bjork-y. movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, a real Bjorkie of her.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Positively
1: Bjorkesque. <laughs> she spends most of the movie Bjorking out of her father's control.
0: <laughs> that feels wrong.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I like that one. Uh, I don't either. But, you know, such is life. Um,. Uh, before before we get into the episode proper, I do just briefly want to mention that uh, Carl Chirfalo, Falio, um, uh was going to portray and did portray, if you can find a copy of it, The Thing in Roger Corman's unreleased version of the Ooh. Fantastic Four. Uh, oh. And I have always wanted to watch that movie because it sounds
0: bananas. Yeah, I want that. I want that in my brain.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, But yeah, um, Helen, do you do you have more guest stars for us?
2: That was all of the stars that I delved into.
1: All the all the stars are in this and what a galaxy tonight. So the <laughs> sky is dark. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I slept like five hours last night, so oh I am on one. Um, <laughs> good work, good work. Oh yeah. I I fell down a deep rabbit hole of sleepwalking TikTok, and it was very funny. And then I realized that it was almost three o'clock in the morning. Uh, oh, wow.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of bad. Yep. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know what you should do tonight, though, Morgan, is you should uh, stay up all night watching Otto von Bismarck TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, if I find any Otto von Bismarck TikTok, I will send. I'm going to look it up right fucking now. Hold on. Wait, I'm going to open up TikTok. (laughs) Okay, so I have TikTok open here. And I'm typing in Otto von... Yeah, okay, so Otto von Bismarck is a search term. Um, There's a ton of Otto von Bismarck TikTok videos. (laughs) Why? Why? So I just found the second one is titled Reasons Why I Don't Like Otto von Bismarck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> OK, um, and you know, it's just a lot of people going like, let me explain to you why I hate Otto von Bismarck. Uh, and then there's one is, if you like Otto von Bismarck, let me hear you say hell yeah. <laughs> what? Like, he's uh,
2: never going to call you. <laughs> like, let <laughs> <it up.
1: laughs> um, I do want to very briefly make the joke that is stuck in my head, which is Otto von Bismarcky. Um, <laughs> that's all. Ooh, I like that. That's
2: a that's a TikTok
1: waiting to happen. (laughs) Um, but yeah, um, Michael, unless you have anything else, let's uh, let's get into the episode, shall we? Oh, let's get into this episode. Um, we start off with
0: some nice shots of CJ out kayaking when a bunch of speedboat. Oh, oh wait, actually, sorry. I did forget to ask something. Okay. Ellen, this is your first episode you're watching on Baywatch with Pamela Anderson in it. Oh,
2: yeah, it is. <laughs> did, did you have
0: thoughts going into this about, like, holy shit, that's Pam Anderson?
2: Um, It was one of those things when you invited me back on the show, I wanted to be sure <laughs> I had a Pam Anderson episode. Because I, for no particular reason, um, love Pam Anderson, I think. Though I've never really watched much yeah. of anything... That she's yeah. in. Um And it was really just seeing the opening titles felt like coming home, you know, and seeing her there. What? I don't know.
0: <laughs> is, is this a lucid dream?
2: <laughs> Watching this episode was a little bit. No, I was excited yeah, that of. Pam Anderson is there and like what a stunning person she is and like really oh, yeah. very good. And, and she didn't really get to do much in this episode but like yeah. I no. guess Nicole Eggert wasn't in it at all so <laughs> yeah. could have been worse. And she gets <laughs> to, she gets to good. ski surf? Like she's in a boat rowing, but they called it ski surfing?
0: I look I don't understand <laughs> water people.
1: <laughs> you and you and Garner are just the
2: Oh they're all Aquariuses, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah no well, she was she looked great with her little boat with her little radio headphones. That was- yeah. <laughs>
0: with her radio headphones.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I like the idea of the can't play Radiohead in Chipotle, Radiohead and Pam Anderson <laughs> <laughs> crossover. Uh, I think that'd be really cool.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's our, it's our little cinematic universe.
0: <laughs> we, unfortunately, do have one. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just Jake and the Fat Man. That's it.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh. God. <sighs>
1: um. But yeah, she's uh she's out uh kayaking with her not Chipotle branded headphones, mm-hmm. and uh she gets overturned by a whole bunch of speed boats that go racing by, and Mitch is driving one of the boats and. She almost gets run over by his competitor. Um, but Mitch decides, you know what's more important than winning this race? Going back to save CJ's life. Because I'm a lifeguard, and being a lifeguard means you guard lives no matter what. Something like that. Um, something like that. Um, except when it doesn't, and except when, like, in this episode you do ab- you decide to abandon all the, like ethical considerations that you have repeatedly stated are very important,
0: but it's cool. Also, you um, just, like, don't work. Remotely. Yeah, well, that, too. Yeah. Um, Side well, point, did you Did you like the other boat? Because Mitch uh, has, like, a, has a like, cream boat, colored boat, and the other one's, like, watermelon.
2: Bro, you do not like that boat. You worship that boat. It's, like, the <laughs> 90s ass speedboat. I ever yeah. seen is called power play. I would paint my nails Ugh. after it if I got the colors like and I would I would do it. It is like a windbreaker of a boat. and I want to <laughs> break wind on it. anyway, whatever you were.
0: Saying. <laughs> <laughs> I I want pants that are watermelon like I yes. want the bright red with some green on it. Like I would actually wear that out. Like, okay no, but here's the way you do it, Michael. If you want true watermelon
1: pants, they're green on the outside, but they're tearaway pants and they're red with black (laughs) speckles on the inside.
2: The green part should have stripes, too, like pinstripes. Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. Mm -hmm. Slightly darker. (laughs) It just says the word baby
0: across the ass. No, 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 no. (laughs) On the ass is a picture of Gallagher with like a mallet. And he's just trying to to crack that ass.
2: Well, then it's just every (laughs) pair of pants I own. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Every pair of pants you own has Gallagher on the ass?
2: Yeah, because then it looks like I'm doing a theme because I only wear garbage bags and shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God. Um.
2: <laughs>
0: we need to see if Gallagher ever shows up in this show. That'd be yeah. awesome. Let me see if he was on
2: Law and Order real quick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe he was in Jake and the Fat Man. I don't know. Yeah. Can you imagine the Baywatch episode where Mitch is just walking around Venice Beach and he sees like a guy smash a watermelon and it flies in his face and he goes, whoa, buddy, not on this beach. And Gallagher just goes, my bad. And that's it. (laughs) That's the B plot.
2: (laughs) I don't really remember what Gallagher sounds like, but I feel like that was an amazing impression.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard him speak. I don't think I have either. That was my bad impression.
2: He had some really good, like pun-based jokes. Really? Am I the only one who actually oh, watched Gallagher? Am I the old one? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean,
0: <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but like young at heart, young at heart. But also like I Gallagher isn't like really that famous for anything other than the watermelon thing. Is this true? Like. is this true. This is true. So like I don't need to know. It's not like he's Andrew Dice Clay, you know, the greatest comedian <laughs> of all time, just going oh, like you know. I God. Gallagher doesn't have an oh, I think. Right? Does he have an oh? oh I mean, I'm sure he's had at least a couple. Yeah, he has like an ooh, <laughs> not an <laughs> oh. It's an ooh.
2: It's the sledgeomatic thing. You say sledgematic, everyone. Yeah. It, oh yeah, what? I know that. He was never on Law and Order either, officially. Peter Gallagher, wow. though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, uh, let's see, where were we? Oh, yeah. are we oh, talking yes. about Peter Gallagher? Oh my God, that guy from the OC? Oh boy,
2: I'm kidding. Uh, them eyebrows, okay, no, let's, we've, we've, where were we? We were nowhere, let's go somewhere.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Mitch goes in to rescue CJ and this costs him the race. And also, the-
0: but CJ didn't know that she was rowing, She because she had her headphones on, partially. Right. She, she didn't know she was rowing. Out in the middle of the freaking derby. Uh, yeah. So she's like, why are all these people here? Yeah. Why are other people out on the water
1: in the summer? But as soon as he pulls CJ up onto the boat, she's like, no, no, no. The race is more important. Leave me and go win the race. And then she uh, dies slowly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the winner of the race is a fancy rich boy who goes back to his yacht and uh this man is James and Mitch is like, hey, James, what the fuck? You almost killed someone. He's like, but she's alive. Uh, and so it doesn't matter. They're not real people. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, and they um, have this he, whole interplay with the word moot. Like they say it a bunch like yeah. what moot? Your moot. Yeah. No, this is moot. <laughs> God.
0: My, my favorite part about the interaction is Mitch not knowing what moot is and Numi going. It's a nice word. <laughs> yeah.
2: It is a nice um, word though.
0: It is a great word. Yeah. In fact, it's a word that has spawned so many great things in life like Reddit. Mhm. Sorry, I meant 4chan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got worse, mm-hmm. got more depressing. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> um but
1: James, in addition to having won the trophy, also wins the hand of Princess Catherine for winning this race, which, hey, what the fuck?
0: Um, Not, wait, no, he doesn't get it for winning the race. No, he, he was already supposed to be marrying.
2: Oh, okay. They were yeah. betrothed.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's uh, how you pronounce that word.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, Catherine wants to go to the beach to sun, but her dad won't let her. And uh, I think it's James says, you won't like hot dogs better than pheasant. That's Uh, her
0: dad says that.
1: Oh, it's her dad. Yeah. (laughs) Which is worse. It's just such a good, such a good line. And I also just, while we're talking about that, hot dogs are literally the only reason that I eat meat. Um, So I felt this line very strongly. Wait, the only reason? So I was vegetarian for the first like seven years of my life around there.
0: And I was oh, at, that's what you mean. I mean, like now yes. you eat. Okay. <laughs> yes, like I've seen you eat Arby's. So like, come on, <laughs> the, <laughs> the meat, the grandfather of meat. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I was accidentally given a real hot dog instead of a veggie hot dog. And I ate it, went to my parents and I said, oh, this has flavor. I would like to start eating meat now. Uh, and my parents were like,
0: yeah, sure. OK, whatever. So uh, speaking, speaking of hot dogs. Mm -hmm. I did a little research. Ooh. Um, We all all know hot dogs Mm -hmm. are dope as fuck. Uh, Yes. Right. Now, (laughs) first off, uh, you know, a lot of different states here in the United States have Mm -hmm. uh, different types of hot dogs, our signature hot dog. Um, uh, Helen, do you know about the Seattle dog?
2: I don't know about the Seattle dog. Is it full of needles from space? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yes, it sh- it's hypodermic needles. Mm. Uh, we do have a heroin problem here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's OMG, actually-
2: us too! <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: right? Well, Besties! Just you wait. Just you wait. Uh, the Seattle dog is, it's like a dog with cream cheese on it. And that's caramelized onions. Yeah, that's our thing. Yes. Uh,
2: it's quite good. Weirdly, I I kind of eat that uh, already. Like, my partner I mean, It's bad. great. Really?
0: You, well, I mean, maybe your partner is... A Seattleite.
2: They or. are they are they are veggie dogs. So I don't know if it's like Seattle. Uh, that's
0: that's very Seattle, though.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, I also looked up an Atlanta dog. Mm. Um, is there a pre-agreed upon Atlanta dog? Do you know? Um,
2: it's just a whole peach in a bun.
0: <laughs> I wish. it No. Was that. Uh, the thing I think like of is,
2: is a varsity dog, but I don't know of like a particular. I don't know, flavor of dog that is, that I found
0: is uh, one with chili and coleslaw. Oh, yep. Yep. Oh, I would fuck with that. That sounds really
2: good. Very fuckable. (laughs) In
0: fact, (laughs) I also did some research uh, and found, I tried to find what a Venice dog would be, um, because they do talk about this Venice beach dog. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, and it's not the one that they make in this episode, because the one that they Aww. make in this episode is just like put beans on it. Um, and <laughs> so the one I found is avocado, tomato, white onion, basil, and lime juice.
2: Yeah, that's huh. California bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping
0: like you'd you'd like light it on fire, and then someone would like throw some radioactive waste on it, and then like you'd like sacrifice a baby. Like that sounds fair yeah. speech. Yeah. And it's brought to you on roller skates,
2: of course. I was about to say, like, there's, like, yeah. a roller blade in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> this is Venice. Yeah. Of course, all of us here in Venice Beach, Yeah, where we are recording from, mm-hmm. clearly. Live on location. Yep. Yeah, live on location at that hot dog stand. <laughs> at, at night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tag yourself, I'm the knight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, dibs on Hot Dog Stand at Night as a band name, though.
0: <laughs> Ooh,
1: uh, that's it's good. a very it's a very specific like slow shoegazy like. No, it's not. Maybe Cynthia kind
0: of thing in my mind. Like, no, that's an instrumental blues funk <laughs> cover band.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> okay, but if you make Hot Dog Stand at Night your band name, can I still have that be my wedding venue? <laughs>
1: <laughs> only if you let us play
2: oh you know it but only <laughs> oh, if, you're, awesome. if awesome. you're shoegazy slash the other thing that michael said <laughs>
0: awesome. what blues funk oh yeah it's the shoegazy yes, blues, blues, blues funk band
2: yeah yeah <laughs> that huh
0: i, I kind of want that out yeah it's, it's blue I, 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 <laughs> I mean there's black gaze so why not blue gaze ooh. yeah yeah well um there's also uh something called uh silver gaze. Uh, and it's not what you think it is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do I, think I don't it even is? know what I yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh silver gaze is supposed to be in quotes like the opposite of black so black gaze is uh black metal shoe gaze. Okay. <laughs> While silver gaze is Christian Rock Shoegaze. Oh. yeah
2: Yep, I know uh, that is not what I thought it was. I still don't know what I thought it was. <laughs>
0: Let me tell you, there's one standout album from Silver Gaze, and it mm. is a country Silvergaze Gaze album <laughs> uh, by a band who, they did a concept album, one album, about uh, that Texas is actually the site of the rapture, and that they have to go mm. tell all their friends in their hick town that Jesus is coming to save Texas. <laughs> because Yeehaw. T- Texas is the land. And they all have <laughs> and chops in this band. And it is oh,
3: <laughs> Yes.
1: Oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes. It's so delicious. good.
1: Um But uh to get us back on track on the episode, uh CJ is meeting up with Mitch, and she's real sorry for causing trouble. She forgot what day it was. Um, and Ben says, don't worry, Mitch, you've got a chance still. And oh, wait, it's not sorry. really
0: clear why. So I wanted to actually ask you about mm-hmm. that thing. So CJ says she got off a 24-hour shift. Yeah. Have you seen that before? Like, I don't remember at all anybody I, with a 24-hour shift in this
1: show. Uh, Eddie and Shawnee did in, like, season one where they were having, like, relationship issues.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That just sounds, like, can you, uh, like, imagine? Like, what would you do for, like, 10 to 12 hours of that shift? Right? Like, there's nothing happening. Yeah. It's just the beach.
1: Yeah. Also, I would like to file a formal complaint with my brain for fucking remembering
0: that. Are you
1: kidding me? That's what sticks in my brain? Well, Morgan,
0: you agreed that this podcast had become your life. It's true. It's very true.
2: But also, so CJ had just gotten off a 24-hour shift as a lifeguard and was like, perfect. Now I can finally go out alone in a boat in the middle (laughs) of the ocean. Um, Yeah. Well, I'm definitely in my right mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just like a lot of bad
0: decisions. She should have just stayed home and like slept.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sleeping, I feel like, is a thing.
0: Yes. It's not a thing. Morgan doesn't know what sleeping is. I, don't, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um,
1: We also learned that for some reason, this is the last year that Mitch can compete in this race. We, we find out why much later in the episode, but it's not made clear at this point, and Wait, I was very do? confused.
2: We do? Yes. It, I assumed it was like the, the National Spelling Bee where, like, once you're past eighth grade, you can't <laughs> <laughs> compete No, anymore. there's a,
1: there's a tossed-off line later where they say, like, listen, if we don't win again, we'll have no more sponsors. So I'm assuming it's just, oh. like, they'll run out of money. Oh. Um, but, yeah, it does feel like a thing that they could have explained much earlier in the episode, and uh, nah. clearly— um, nah. instead of making, trying to make it stakes for this episode that never really,
0: um, manifests. My assumption was that it was our last year because Ben was going to die. <laughs> yeah. That does seem likely. Yes. It seems more likely than them losing sponsors, honestly.
1: Mm hmm. Um, <laughs> but after this, we, we get to go back on the yacht and meet, uh, is he the king, the crown prince? I don't fucking know. Prince. The, the prince, uh, who is having dinner with his chief of intelligence, Roland. And Roland is definitely not suspicious. Wink. Um. And Roland says there's no possible way Catherine could get kidnapped. Even if there were such a plot, it would never happen this close to shore in a foreign country. Um. And then we get to see Catherine sneak off the boat and almost get hit by Roland's cigarette as she swims for shore. dun Dun, dun, so dun. Roman
2: holiday, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. For the, okay, there's so, no boat, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, that is a movie. I've never that seen is, it, I don't know.
2: That is a movie. It is considered by the American Film Institute to be the number four romantic comedy of all time.
1: It's wow. uh, it's Hepburn, right?
2: Yep. Uh, Audrey Hepburn, Gregory Peck, incredible movie. Right. This was the yeah. movie that introduced Audrey Hepburn to the world.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I always forget that. I've I saw it once, like a decade ago, so I remember very little about it. <laughs> it's See, one I, of
2: my favorite movies, and it's about a princess who gets tired of having to do princessy things and sneaks out while she's uh like away from home, like they're they're in oh. Rome, ah. not in her country, and she like ends up like spending all this time with uh, with Gregory Peck, who doesn't know she's the princess, and they fall in love. Ooh, oh. sounds
1: good. It is so this amazing. episode.
2: <laughs> so this episode is also amazing because Roman Holiday is amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm, Roman I'm, Holiday I'm, is slightly subtler, just slightly.
0: <laughs> I'm actually surprised that they put a good movie at number four because everything I know about the American Film Institute is that they hate anything that's good and love everything that's bad. That's um, <laughs> why they rated Tootsie as the second funniest film of all time. <laughs> God... Uh, and I hate that movie. I, I legitimately hate that movie. So props to them for actually recognizing what sounds like a good movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They had Annie Hall in number two, so I'm not remarking on that.
0: They should mm-hmm. have had a Baywatch at number one.
2: Yeah. Oh, they did. They did. They did. <laughs> ah, um, yeah.
0: Um,
1: after this, uh, we get a scene where Mitch is out running and uh, checks out a girl's ass uh, <laughs> just very blatantly as he's running by uh, and then uh, notices Catherine out in the water struggling because she couldn't quite swim all the way so Mitch has to go rescue her and he does and then they introduce themselves to each other but Catherine what's that? She's introduced yourself as Kathy
0: <gasps> uh, ak, 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 ak. <laughs> God damn it <laughs> That's appealing to like
1: six people. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But I do feel like those six people are a perfect Venn diagram with our listenership. Yeah, I was about to say
2: event. it's it's us and then three others. Yeah. yeah. Well then my 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 thought was very like Heathcliff, it's me, I'm Kathy not true. <laughs> I won't and I, I won't. Yeah. You can. <laughs> I I did and I won't. Okay. <laughs> you can do it again. Never. Bye. Um, <laughs>
0: we've never had a guest leave mid-episode before. Bye. It's bound to happen. Oh, no, wait. we did. M left like six times in one episode. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> that was the Gilligan's Island episode, which she liked. Yeah. And yeah. I hated it. I should have left during yeah. that episode.
1: <laughs> um, but after this, uh, Kathy and Mitch talk a little bit. And uh, Catherine is like, my stuff was all stolen, but I don't want to file a police report. And she is a very bad liar. But Mitch is way too fucking horny to not believe everything she's saying. Uh, And how many times has Mitch been like the after drowning love is real and bad and you must avoid it because people will fall in love with you after you save their lives. And it is unethical to date them, which. For the record, I agree with, um, but uh, apparently when you
0: uh, look like Catherine does, uh, Mitch doesn't give a fuck. Do as um, I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I read to you the next line in my notes here? Please. He says he can't leave her stranded, and she makes sex eyes at him, but mm-hmm. those aren't sex eyes. Those are hot dog eyes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a hot dog. <laughs>
1: She's got Venice hot dog eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, because guess what? It's time for Mitch to buy her a Venice hot dog. Um, in fact, I think she buys two of them. Um, it's a lot of hot dog. It, yeah, I mean, listen. That's a huge ass hot dog. I i would crush two of those. They look fucking choice.
2: Yeah, it looks like, oh, yeah, better than absolutely. pheasant.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe those are pheasant dogs. I Maybe. don't know. Yeah.
2: That's the Venice yeah. way. More I like pheasant dogs. <laughs> oh, truly, truly.
0: Aboran, <laughs> if you had to have a hot dog that's made out of a different animal meat, what meat would you pick?
1: <laughs> um. Huh. I feel like I feel like the obvious answer is beef. So I'm not going to go with beef because I think that's too boring. Um, my next answer is snake, but that feels a little too easy because they're already tube (laughs) shapes. Oh, you're making a joke. Okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. You know, I think we've talked enough about pheasant that I'd be kind of curious to know what a pheasant hot dog is like.
0: Interesting. How about you, Michael? Bison or Helen? What? Bison. Ooh. I'd actually want to try that. Yeah. Or, or maybe scorpion.
3: Whoa! Ooh.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds horrible and gnarly and disgusting and yes. potentially poisonous. Mm-hmm. Actually, I believe they're venomous. Ah, uh, yes, that's thanks, Dad. <laughs> Listen oh. here, as the youngest person on this podcast, I must be the dad. We should add right here. Quick, quick aside. That uh, the feud between me and Morgan's mom has deepened. <laughs> uh, in which uh, I, she listened to our season premiere where I talked about pictures of seafood soup that had lots of clams in it. And Michael talked shit about chip, you know? Yeah, and I disgusted I was by even looking at a picture of this seafood soup and she told me I was wrong. Well, I think <gasps> she's wrong. and Yeah. She can hear that straight from my mouth. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I, oh I throw so much shade at your mom, and she's done nothing. Truly, truly, <laughs> out of
1: all the things that I could have imagined coming from this podcast, you and my mother feuding was, was never, never in a million years on my radar. <laughs>
2: This is a very common (laughs) podcast thing. I don't think a lot of people know it, but I got into a feud with uh, a friend from my my previous podcast network, His Mom, because in our group, we got into it about whether tea or lemonade was better. And she said something about pink lemonade. And I, as a big fan of Arnold Palmer's, went, I spit in your pink lemonade. And then my friend texted me and told me that was his mom. And I was like, good. I spit in your mom's pink lemonade.
0: (laughs) Oh, fuck. So what is the answer, tea or lemonade?
2: Uh, The answer is tea and lemonade. (laughs) I mean, yeah, of course. (laughs) But not pink lemonade. Like, fuck that shit.
0: Like you can't like in the trolley problem, you can you can pick, you know, track A, track B or do nothing. But you can't be like, I drink some pink lemonade like that's not an answer to the trolley Mm -hmm. problem. You can never pick pink lemonade. It's never the answer. I just want to say that I accidentally prepared
1: for this question because I am currently drinking a beer that has both tea and lemonade in it. So
0: there we go.
2: I'm drinking up a peach iced tea. Oh, I'm such a hypocrite.
0: (laughs) I have strawberry Crystal Light.
2: Ooh, I haven't had Crystal Light since the '90s. I missed that shiz. It's like ninety (laughs) nine (laughs) cents. I'm gonna pop some. Uh,
0: Thank (laughs) you, Morgan. Did you you got that shipment of that like Taco Bell? Oh no, the the flamey Monster, or whatever Mm it is. So.
1: so, for our, um, for our listeners, uh, Mountain Dew did a limited release of Flame and Hot Mountain Dew. Oh, no. Which <laughs> has the flavoring from Flame and Hot Cheetos, mostly, in Mountain Dew. Um, and I did order 12 of them. Uh, and it did require me to be constantly refreshing my browser, both on my computer and my phone. Um, and I am here to report, folks... In uh, what is definitely not a Munch Squad ripoff, uh, that it just tastes like spicy bad orange soda. Um, I like that. <laughs> I want to try that spicy. Yeah, bad I. Soda. Uh, I have 12 of them in my condo, so please, please try one. All right. oh, yeah. How much
2: do I pay you to get you to ship one to Atlanta so I can try <laughs> <laughs> Shitty orange.
1: Listen, if
0: I can get these out of my life, I
2: will do that.
0: <laughs> Look, for the price of one love sink. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I was waiting for or this. Le- less mm-hmm. than, actually. Less than the love sink, because we still can't get rid of the love sink, so maybe we need to, like, you know, drop the price down to the price of one Mountain Dew, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you get a Mountain Dew and a love sink. (laughs) (laughs) the McDonald's combo everyone asked for. Oh, God. The value meal of (laughs) lovely... You, I don't like this anymore. No. (laughs) No,
2: I would look at the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs Mountain Dew like Princess Catherine looks at a hot dog, or, related and important... Like Princess Anne in Roman mm. Holiday, it looks at the gelato Gregory Peck Ooh. buys her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. <laughs> so, so
0: re- related aside, uh, I think I brought this up to Morgan before. Uh, someone was talking to me about uh, their favorite episode of Golden Girls today. And it's not they my favorite episode. Oh, my God, poetry. Morgan. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh that uh, their favorite episode is the one where uh, the woman visits Ooh, from is Soviet, Russia. Is it
2: Genovia? she worth?
0: says that the only good thing about America <laughs> is slushies. Oh. Um, <laughs> literally the only good thing about capitalism are slushies. Oh, from that, the Princess uh, Bride. Yeah. You should buy like 40 of them and bring them back. And that's that's all I got. I don't feel like they would survive the trip back. No, you see, Russia is cold, so therefore. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a <what> point.
1: <laughs> um... But yes, uh, to get back into the plot of the episode, uh,
0: Catherine actually just loves... Actually, question. Question for you about this. Sure. Because <laughs> uh, I have an answer for later. I'm assuming okay. both neither of you have an answer. Uh, where did you think Catherine was from at this point?
1: Uh, uh, vaguely, Europe.
0: Yes. yeah, I thought she was like from either Wyoming or the Czech Republic. Uh, <laughs> but there is an answer, and I will tell you later. Oh <laughs> No, it's not from Anne Hathaway land. <laughs> is it Gilder? What?
1: Uh, uh fucking Princess Pride. Yeah oh yeah. no, it's not that either. Oh damn. Um, but yes, uh, she loves the energy here. And her and Mitch flirt just so fucking much, uh, and she wanders off and tries to exchange a twenty-four karat gold bracelet for eight dollars worth of clothing. Uh, and then Mitch notices this and comes over and offers to buy them for her because, as he says, there's an ancient Chinese proverb about how. You know, which you God,
0: you notice? I hate the '90s every so much. time. Which is only twice that Helen comes on this <laughs> podcast. Mitch talks about Chinese.
2: Okay. Oh, fuck.
0: It's only when Helen is on. Okay, because I was... There's a Chinese saying.
2: When this happened... When this Chinese saying thing came up, I had to stop (laughs) to pause the show (laughs) and, like, explain to my partner that you (laughs) and the producers of Baywatch (laughs) must be fucking with me. (laughs) Every episode of Baywatch that I've watched so far, they have some, like, made-up... Chinese saying that they're spouting that's different, and I'm like, do they do this in every episode? Is this just like nope. a thing? Literally, only those two. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> See, we are actually fucking with you. This isn't Baywatch. This is a show we
2: made. <gasps> <laughs> we oh, called it Baywatch. Oh my god! We did it just to
0: surprise you. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween. <laughs>
1: um, but thankfully he doesn't do the accent this time. Oh god. Uh, but he does say, "Do you remember the proverb?" Uh, I don't remember his.
0: I remember hers. Well, let's I have ref- it written down. Let's tell you I his hated first. It. Let's tell you his first to lead into yours. Uh, because what he says is when someone is drowning, you must provide them with dry clothes.
3: Mm hmm. Uh,
1: and then Catherine responds there's a saying where I'm from when someone saves you from drowning, you must give them something wet. Oh, and I sound the horny ve- alarm. I paused the episode and screamed and laid on the floor because I hated it so Martin, much. You're, you're the horny one on this podcast. I Come Yes, on. but there's a saying where I'm from. When someone saves you from drowning, you must give them something wet is is bad. And I hate hearing it with Why are my you human, human ears. On other cultures, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um,
2: can I? Pa- but then
1: she kisses him.
2: Oh God, it's so awkward too. He's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but can I? Can I posit a theory or r- run something across you guys to see if it occurs sure. to you at all, or if I'm just paranoid about this lying liar of a princess moving <laughs> in on our beloved Mitchell?
0: On our van. Uh-huh.
2: Like, okay, so the first time we see her, she's on the yacht. She's got like a suit, beautiful decolletage, binoculars, mm-hmm. whatever. But through the binoculars, she's watching Mitch on the boat because like her fiance's in this race against him. And she's like, yeah. ooh, handsome boatman, gonna get me some of that. And then she says, I wanna go to the <laughs> beach. Right. Do you think she manufactured the drowning incident? To get Mm. to meet Mitch.
0: How did she, she would have known that he's a lifeguard. Yeah, I
2: know. That's the thing that I run into and I'm like, okay, probably not. But why do I want to hate her? Like, why? Maybe it's because I don't trust anyone since the episode I was on last time where last time Mitch fell in love and I was here. She was a murderer and bro just needs to be careful.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Mitch has, uh. Mitch would be better off just being celibate for the rest of his life. Yeah. Let's just put that out there. Yeah, we would all be better
2: off if Mitch was celibate. (laughs) I wouldn't be,
0: but he would be.
2: I mean, and like,
1: the man's attractive. You're really telling me he can't just like go have some one night stands
0: once in a while? Like, come on. Define once in a while. Like, how often does he need Hobie to wingman him?
1: I I don't know how I don't know how fucking horny Mitch
0: is. I don't know <laughs> how fucking horny Hobie is. Well, that's <laughs> help, I hate that back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I will get to the scene later, but boy was I not happy about Hobie setting the scene for Mitch and Catherine. Oh my god. Um but I yes, I just I I did so much yelling about the the give them something wet line and i i just i just no
0: it's I a just, sloppy no. kiss morgan calm oh. down you got to slop just... those steaks up <laughs> <laughs> I actually um, would like that if she just went to a steak place and gave him sloppy steaks. That'd be amazing.
2: I just need... I'd like, need mm-hmm. Flaming Hot Cheeto Mountain Dew to pour in my ears right now.
0: <laughs> you could pour it on your steak.
2: Ooh.
0: It's like, it's like putting water and Tabasco yeah. at the same time. It's like delicious
2: yeah, delicious chimichurri. Mmm. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: Making a Flaming Hot Mountain Dew reduction for your steak. <laughs> That. <laughs> Morgan, you gotta, in whatever Thanksgiving meal you make, you gotta use that Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, fuck. I think I do. <laughs> yeah. Do. Shit. I, it's the most yeah. Thanksgiving drink. Like, we have yeah. to thank our founding fathers for our colonialism <laughs> and creating Mountain Dew that tastes uh-huh. like Cheetos.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See... Here's the thing, with Flaming Hot Mountain Dew. If it tasted okay. like Cheetos, it would at least be interesting. It just tastes like like bad spicy orange soda. Like, what if you took a dollar store orange soda and like threw some cayenne
0: in there? It it would be bad, and that's what this is. It, and you I'm, say that I'm mad about it. But when I was in college, all I really drank was Prairie Fires. So what? I mean, do you know what a Prairie Fire is? No idea. It's one part tequila, one part Tabasco. Oh, no. Michael, yeah. no. Yeah. Don't I do that it, to yourself. <laughs> well, I've always been a menace to society, but you know, I've, I've, I've matured a little bit, but I could take it. How's
2: your GERD yeah. doing these days? You mu- My GERD? You must have gastroesophageal reflux disease. <laughs> I've never heard it called that
0: before. Oh, I, <laughs> um, I
2: have GERD. We, we're, we GERDies, we call it GERD.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and the hurt you girds and your hurdy-gurdy association oh, yeah. oh god uh morgan i have thinking of which i haven't i don't think i've actually made this joke on the podcast yet i okay. have yet to check on our favorite hurdy-gurdy artist patty gurdy in a while oh yeah the artist who is basically um The band Nightwish, she plays, like, weird, like, like, instrumental or, like, folk metalish stuff. But, like, what is that but a hurdy-gurdy? So she's, like, in the woods, and she's like, I'm a fairy. And her, like, wind, like, the wind is blowing in her hair. And she's, like, singing about some sort of, like, ancient elvish tale. And then she brings out the hurdy-gurdy and starts cranking it. (laughs) And you're just like, (laughs) oh, is she going to dance with the hurdy-gurdy? And you're like, that seems like... A little bit heavy and there she's like struggling to carry this thing. It's very funny and very weird. And I encourage <laughs> everyone to do a YouTube search of Patty Gertie. Just mm-hmm. please.
3: Ooh.
0: We it's, have such weird delightful people. videos. <laughs> <laughs> We're such weird people. God, yeah.
1: Um let's see. Back on to Baywatch. Uh We now get to see that Roland and his goons just can't find Catherine anywhere. And the prince is like, what if we got the police involved? And Roland's like, if we do that, it'll blow up in the press. And you don't want that because of politics. Uh, And the prince is like, yeah, you're right. But there's a plot to kidnap her, which we already knew. So I I don't know (laughs) why we're bothering with that again. Yeah. Um, But... Then we get to go see Catherine and Mitch, and Catherine meets Hobie as he rollerblades into Mitch to stop, and then Mitch finds out that
0: he has a chance to protest the race results, so he runs off to do that. We should add that Catherine says she has never seen roller skates before. That is important. That is very, very important.
1: Yes, I also had this question. Oh, um, okay. Um... But then Mitch goes off to go protest the race results uh, and Catherine calls her dad uh, and she won't tell him where she is until
0: she's ready to come home. Um, Did you catch uh, the big, big burn she lays on her dad? uh, No, I don't think I did. She said, I was born your daughter and I'll be James wife and I had no say in either. And I'm like, oh, shit. (sighs) That's I, a great
1: line. I genuinely think there were some moments of good writing in this episode. Oh, yeah. At least fun writing, if nothing else. It wasn't Michael Burke writing it, I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Um but yes, uh then after this, Hobie is laying out some newspaper under the boat engine for some reason, uh, when he <laughs> finds an article about <laughs> Princess Catherine. Uh, and realizes that that's who Catherine is. But then he bonks his head. Uh, uh, and then Mitch and Catherine come to check on him and he's
0: like, oh no, it's a princess. It's a. An- oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, if, what if Jeremy Jackson was mm-hmm. Mario?
1: Ugh, it, I mean, it couldn't be worse than fucking Chris Pratt as Mario.
0: Did you see the video of Chris Pratt where he's like, hey no. guys, it's. A me, a Mario. I'm just kidding. I'm working on a voice. And I'm like, please do not work on a voice. Like,
1: <laughs> No, I, Chris Pratt. No, I don't want this. No. Just hire Luigi Primo to be fucking yes! Mario.
0: Oh, my God. Or even have him be Luigi. I, actually, yeah. keep Charlie Day. Keep Charlie Day. Yeah. But have Although, Luigi Primo. OK, Charlie Day is Mario, though. And Luigi Primo is Luigi. Uh, but... Charlie Day has real like Rodney Dangerfield vibes to him. And that's. Yeah, I could also see. um, I mean, I guess it makes sense. But Charlie Day as Waluigi, I think would be very good. Everyone. I could see Helen as Waluigi. Everyone. (laughs) 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 Big Waluigi vibes.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I am best winner. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh god that movie is yeah.
0: going to be so fucking cursed and they i can't have, wait for it they should just have ghost of bob hoskins play mario yeah <laughs> because honestly like look there's no way it's going to be better than the super mario brothers movie no. because we actually like that movie yes and like there's no way absolutely no way
1: oh uh speaking of new cursed movies and to <laughs> take us on another tangent because that's the headspace I'm in. I saw Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, no. um, oh shit. I wanted to watch that with you. Fuck. Uh, ben Platt is terrifying in that movie. He looks 40 and he is flirting with an ostensibly 16 year old girl for a lot of it. And also, the whole plot is terrible and only works if you believe that he is 16 and literally doesn't know better and is still trying to figure out who he is as a person. But instead, he he looks somewhere between the ages of 40 and 80 for most of the movie. And, and every so often, they will shoot him from a new angle that they had not previously shot him from. Uh, and it makes you uncomfortable every single time. Because his face is too smooth and it looks like if you poked his cheek, you're like the indent would stay there. He doesn't look <laughs> human uh, and it's terrifying and a bad movie. Um, but the music is good. Is it bad good or just bad? I, I think it might be bad good. Um, OK, is it like I think Book of Henry bad? Uh, it's less bonkers than Book of Henry. Um, because the, the basic movie itself is like fine, whatever kind of bad and toxic, but it's, it's Ben Platt's prosthetics that really fucking sell (laughs) how bananas of a choice it was to cast him. And the weirdest thing is he played a high schooler like a year before this movie in a different thing where they didn't put him in a ton of prosthetics. And he doesn't look 16, but he looks like a movie high schooler instead of an immortal fucking being who like, oh, God, it's bad. It's horrifying. Um, but I do recommend watching it if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> wow.
2: If you're into bad and um, horrifying, go for it. Yeah.
1: I mean, listen, if if you are someone who has been listening to now 52 episodes of a Baywatch podcast it's not unreasonable to assume some things.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, you listen to us talk about Cool Cat all the time, clearly. True. True. I mean, and if you, if you like hearing us talk about Cool Cat, then you clearly love bad things. Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh also, uh for next episode cuz I didn't prepare this time. No. Okay. For future, Michael. Uh Michael, look up more uh Daddy Derek Cool Cat oh, yes. fan art, erotic. Yes. Fan art. Oh, there I love it.
1: Back to the episode. <laughs> All right. Um, just just like us uh, skating back onto the path of this episode. Hobie is taking Catherine roller skating, uh, technically rollerblading, but the segue didn't work as well. Um, mm. And they go rollerblading for a little while. And uh, she is very good, despite literally never having seen rollerblades before. And. Um, but then uh, the prince's goons are out harassing oh. a random woman on the beach. Oh,
0: yes, 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 yes.
1: Um, they, like, start to flip her over and she's like, hey, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then they run off.
2: What's your uh, problem, you creeps? Or whatever she does. <laughs> 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 hey, yo, I'm, I'm tanning here. And you guys
1: play.
0: God, I fucking wish that had been the line. <laughs> oh, shit. Morgan, can I please read the next line from my notes? Oh, please. (laughs) The terrorists then see Catherine and Hobie, and they start chasing her. They then steal bikes from an unsuspecting couple, sharing a banana while cuddling each other. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) This food-sharing
0: thing is a motif this episode, and I don't like it. I like the idea that Parker Stevenson was like, look, the only way we know that people are real is if they're both eating the same thing. <laughs> 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 eat together. What's so weird about that? You ever you yeah. see anybody just on the street just sharing a banana with their partner because they can't afford <laughs> two bananas?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, they should have gone to the free banana stand.
2: I don't know if it was just me, but I it felt to me that like it was rollerblade product placement because they were specifically rollerblades. Oh, brand, yeah. <laughs> and then the the goons were oh. like were like, hey, I can't run as fast as rollerblades. We better steal some <laughs> bikes.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it probably was. Probably. Yeah, that yeah, makes the, perfect sense.
1: The Rollerblade Council of America was here with this important PSA <laughs> and that's, that if you need to outrun goons, rollerblades <laughs> are your number one choice. And that's also why she was... coming soon to a store near you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it also explains why she could rollerblade so quickly, because in, yeah. in an advertisement, you would want to learn quickly. That exactly. said, I spent many many years of my youth trying to learn how to roller skate where you know like traditional like wheel side by side business and could never figure it out became a very good rollerblader like pretty instantly rollerblading was very easy for me and I i still can't roller skate so i don't know
1: i was i was the same way i did a lot of ice skating and rollerblading as a kid um and that totally made sense but yeah the like the two by two skates just like don't make any fucking I sense to me.
2: I, I was always on the carpet. I was like always oh, holding on to the side. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, after uh, after they steal these bikes and chase her, uh, the goons trip over random stuff and she gets away. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's it's kind of anticlimactic to yeah.
0: be honest.
2: If they'd had rollerblades, um, they would have made it though.
0: It's, it's true. Too. You will never lose your balance on a rollerblade bland rollerblade. <laughs> yeah. They've got magnets. Do they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow, now you're just making stuff up about them. I mean, what? That like false me, advertising.
1: Me making stuff up on this podcast, like Hub Hub?
0: <laughs> okay, so context for this, Helen, is that Morgan made a joke like, eight episodes ago that I didn't find out was a joke until last episode because <laughs> I thought he was telling the truth that there is a hubcap Wikipedia um uh, yeah. <laughs> no that's a joke apparently specifically he said, uh-huh. I made it
1: in the context of we were discussing wiki Feet, and I said oh yeah the wiki feed of cars hub hub <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was like that makes sense. It's not like being a joke that it's like the wiki feet. You're like, there's two car Wikipedias the car Wikipedia and the hubcap one. So I kept on asking him, oh, so what does the hubcap Wikipedia say about this? And gonna be like, oh, yeah, it says this. And he just went with the joke. And then last episode, it reveals it's like, no, that's fake. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How have you, you've been committing to this joke the whole time with a straight face. I just assume the wiki feed of hub, of cars of hubcaps is real. Oh my gosh! This
1: might be the proudest I've ever been of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck.
2: Um, yeah, but at this point, oh go ahead. Oh, I was just saying the actual <laughs> website for that is called RimCyclopedia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, is that real? Yeah, totally. I'm not joking. Let's <laughs> put <laughs> this up right now. Okay, because I don't know anymore if you people are fucking with me or not. Rim and Cyclo No no no,
2: just rim cyclopedia. <laughs> Very common rim. mistake though.
0: Okay, wait. Rim <laughs> Cyclo No, I actually put Rimclopedia. <laughs> no, rim cyclopedia, I misspelled that again. Cyclopedia. Oh uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, what? No, there's a recyclopedia.
2: <laughs> Wait, is it not real? Morgan told me it was.
0: <laughs> okay, so so this is fake.
2: Yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. I don't know anymore. I had to actually oh, look it up. Fuck. Was, I don't know Oh, oh fuck
3: <laughs> I am.
2: Um,
0: Now, I think there's actually a RIM encyclopedia. I found RIM on encyclopedia.com.
2: I'm
3: pleased to hear
0: that. I I, was like, it's either like a real thing or porn, (laughs) but it's neither.
2: (laughs) No, I I gotta say, this is the best RIM job I've ever given, though.
0: I don't even know if that's true either. I don't know what to believe anymore. I can't trust you. I'll tell you, I'm oh,
2: definitely shoot. not a princess, and my friends left me at the beach never to return.
0: <laughs> okay, so I've determined that there's nothing even remotely porn-related. <laughs> there's not like, rain job encyclopedia. It's like I, I don't know. Categorizing all the <laughs>
2: can we talk about Baywatch
0: (laughs) Morgan that's your cue oh fucking shit
2: Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh god um yeah so back in Baywatch um (laughs) Hobie says that we have to tell Mitch who Catherine is and Catherine's like, but what if we don't, it'll ruin everything. And Hobie's like, I don't know. I'm just a small child and you're an adult. So sounds good to me. Um. Whew. And then uh, Ben is at the boat with Mitch and Numi, And the officials decided that James almost killing CJ doesn't matter. And he still gets to be the winner. Uh, and Ben is like, I literally never dreamed of anything except winning a speedboat race, and now you should leave me alone to fuck this boat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm glad that you also picked up that he
0: wanted to fuck the boat.
1: Oh God, yeah, the sexual tension between him and that boat was
0: unreal. It's it's weird because he's like, I this boat is my dream. This boat that I want to yeah. fuck is my dream. But he uh-huh. says he also can't remember if he has other dreams. Yes. Like, Maybe you should go see a sleep doctor. Yeah, I feel like this is a real problem. (laughs) Also, you should stop fucking boats, (laughs) (laughs) or at least list it on (laughs) Rudderpedia. Morgan, you can't. I don't. I legitimately don't know. There's a Wikipedia for so many things. You can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Rimshot. Oh shit One of these days It's going to be An actual thing Right (laughs) Okay so I've just looked up Rudderpedia And the first result Is Iris Rudder On Ballotopedia Um, Ah Yeah Of course Yeah That is uh, What I meant Yeah
1: Obviously uh, Yeah (laughs) Fuck Um God uh, after this, uh, Catherine and Mitch talk about how the race is bullshit and Catherine is like, yeah, that's some bullshit. Uh, and then Hobie and Mitch talk about how hard Mitch is crushing on Catherine. Uh, and then Catherine goes to call the head of the race committee since her family is like hosting this race. So she has sway. Um, and then Hobie's like, we we go back to Mitch's house and Hobie's like, you know what we haven't had in a while? A fire. Um, And Mitch (laughs) Mitch is like, like,
0: 90 degrees
1: out. (laughs) Yeah. And Hobie's (laughs) like, I don't know. Seems like a fire's what we need. Uh, So then he steals Mitch's ice cream and uh, they start a fire. And uh, Catherine comes in and her and Mitch are sitting on the couch as Hobie goes around turning off all the lights. uh, And then is like, don't worry, you two i'm going to bed wink uh and goes upstairs and mitch and Catherine laugh about how dorky hobie is being and it was a little bit cute uh but also kind of weird that he's this horny
0: um (laughs) (laughs) um and you thought like okay the next thing has to happen is like they're gonna do like Probably a montage. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, Or it's going to
0: cut to them like naked under like a blanket or something. For sure. But no. No, no. No, Uh, we get root beer floats instead. Yes. They're lying on the
1: floor in front of the fire drinking root beer floats. Talking Um, about how she loves a good hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, Mitch just like. Despite the fact that he's been, like, displaying a lack of emotional intelligence this entire episode and in neglecting the whole, like, hey, you rescued her from drowning. Maybe don't flirt with her. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, I've realized I don't know anything about you. Tell me something about yourself. And she's like, well, you're just so pretty. (laughs) Uh, And and he's like, hey, no, what the fuck? Tell me things. Uh, And then they just make out instead.
0: Yeah, and then and they they make, they make out, which is, of course, what we want. Maybe what we wanted. But what we really want we actually do get. Tell us, tell us what we want, what we really, really want. Well, what we really, really want is that we get we <laughs> cut Dahobi fighting an inflatable dinosaur with a katana while yes. he wears a cape and makes Star Wars noises. Oh, yes. It was and beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, this episode is everything. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: okay so but i was pretty sure we were still gonna have like the sexy sex montage Mm -hmm. and i was not sure we were not having it until like midway through that merry-go-round scene that (laughs) happened
0: next yeah oh yeah Uh, tell us about the merry-go-round scene helen
2: oh god okay so
0: (laughs) (laughs) well actually do you want to sing a song first or tell us about (laughs) the merry-go-round scene
2: I don't want to do either quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, after after Toby has fought the dinosaur and you realize that like, <laughs> he wants to be a knight and I think that's why he's like setting the scene for his dad so he can be royalty or some stuff. Ah oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to you know a slow moving merry-go-round suddenly and there's music like sexy sexy music. Mm-hmm. Um, as there might be in, say, a Baywatch sex montage. Um,
0: mm-hmm. But then
2: Hobie's riding one of the horses on the, the sex Sexberry ground and eating cotton Yeah. Candy. And then I was like, yes. is this Hobie's dream or something? Because now he's, like, dreaming that his dad and the princess are watching him ride a horse. And then I realized, no, I, this must be the next day.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does feel like a dream, especially when the, the clown who is just Bjork laughs at (laughs)
2: them. Yeah, and inflates the penis balloon. Yes. And they use that exact shot twice. (laughs) Yes.
1: I had this exact same series of thoughts where I was like, oh, we're in Hobie's weird dream, but there's weird romantic music playing. And then there's a clown. And then and then and then Catherine, Mitch and Hobie all eat cotton
0: candy at the same time from the same (laughs) cotton candy. And I didn't like oh, it. You also forgot the part where Hobie watches Mitch give Catherine a hickey.
1: Yeah. Ow. And also Roland watches them through the window while chain yeah. smoking.
0: And This is the perfect time, uh, I feel like, for us to, you know, do uh, one of our, our favorite segments. Uh, mm-hmm. Helen, I have a song here for you. <laughs> you. Feel free to sing this, maybe, you know, dramatically read this. But would you please give us a taste of this song?
2: I will. I love the little music notes.
0: Look, it's straight from the rip. It's, the subtitles are straight from the rip. I don't make this shit.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, also, just want you to know it's all caps. I'm not necessarily going to read it in all caps, but I want you Look, to feel. It's straight from the rip. I don't make it. It's all caps. <laughs> no, I feel like this was written in all caps, though, and that's important.
0: All right. Yeah, I, 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 it was in normal print, and I transferred it to all caps. Oh, thank just you. Just because. You. No, I didn't. Pink. I wish I did. <laughs> I should.
2: Here goes. I feel that I'm awake inside this dream, and this is the way it's meant to be. I'll keep reaching for the sky. I know the sun will shine and the wind will carry me away to the end of time. This is always in my mind. Now it's come into my life. How can this dream that lasts forever, (laughs) forever flying high, as long as it takes to bring it together, I can see the sun is rising. A new day has come to life. So carry me away, cause I believe, oh yeah. (laughs) How can this dream that last forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> <my life. laughs> as long as it takes it to bring it together, I can see the sun is rising. A new day has come to life. So carry me away.
0: Oh, I, I pasted this wrong. Because I just, believe,
2: and... but it just says I belie. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: supposed to say I believe in this dream, but that's funny. Because I
2: right. believe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This song uh, was uh, called This Dream. It was by Larry Antonino. Uh, In the original broadcast, it was In the Hands of Time by uh, Hardline. And it's not a good song. (laughs) It's just not a good song. There's a good song later in this episode, but this is not the good song.
1: Uh, Yeah. It's uh, the version in mine was just like generic romance. uh, Like. Elevator music. It was not very good. Hickey music. Yeah, Still. the music they gave a hickey to. <laughs> uh, but eventually they leave this terrifying
0: carnival, and Roland <laughs> follows them. Um, what? It, wait. Wouldn't this would this be better if the carnival was in fact the uh, insane clown posse carnival? Oh, absolutely. Because that sounds awesome. It'd be full of just dudes and face masks and like uh, and and furries. Uh, and like just heroin It'd be amazing I'd love it uh, Yeah, uh, It would be trash uh, <laughs> Cause I don't like their music But it'd be fun What if it was Carnival A show that I've always felt like I should watch But never gotten around to I watched like two episodes And I was like this seems good And then I know it ends Because it was cancelled just like ends Yeah. Uh, and so I was like I oh, don't know if I should But it seemed cool Yeah it was that's first, that's all the Carnival content I've got. It was the first HBO, like, uh, you know, it was like the precursor to Game of, the Game of Thrones style. Like, Carnival was the first one to do a show. The first show of HBOs like that.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, at this point, uh, we get to see that Catherine has buried Mitch in the sand and then makes out with him. Uh, but then Roland grabs her, and then Mitch gets up and grabs him, and she runs away, and Mitch says, I'll have you arrested, Roland.
0: And then Mitch just can't find Catherine anywhere. Um, I did find it weird that that Mitch was staring at him, right? He's mm-hmm. across from him. He's staring at him. Mm-hmm. And he has to walk up to him, then get behind him, then put him in yeah. a hammerlock. Like, the yeah. guy couldn't have just, like, avoided this. Yeah. Like, he's the head of security. He's got to know something literally anything yeah the, the fight choreography was
1: uh bad in in the little bits of action that we got in
0: this episode yeah it's nowhere near a sonic the hedgehog movie
1: <laughs> it really isn't uh michael on a on a scale of one to ten where ten is the sonic bar fight scene how would
0: you how would you rank this little interaction here one because if this was <laughs> Sonic, he would have seen that coming and moved out of the way of that hammerlock, and he would have yeah, put it's true. Mitch in his own hammerlock.
3: Mm. Yeah,
0: sounds good
1: to me. Yeah. Um, Helen, do you do you have opinions on this?
2: I have no opinions on this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, this perfect, because the Sonic movie did it perfectly. Like, look, the, yeah, clearly, it's not room for more opinions.
1: It's true. Um, but then Roland heads back to the yacht to tell the prince that he just can't find Catherine anywhere. And it was at this point that I was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely working with the bad guys. Uh, And then the boat captain tells Roland about Mitch and Roland grabs his gun and is like, this time we
0: do it right. So aside here, Mm -hmm. this is the part of the episode where we learn where Catherine is from. Uh, no. But not because they tell you, but only because I did a lot of research. Uh, ah, because I happened to notice a flag waving in the background on the boat, and I was like, mm. "I don't recognize that flag. What is it for?" It's a red flag with a yellow cross, uh, which isn't one of the flags I know of of like the national flags of, of a Scandinavian country. But I look it up, and this is the flag of uh slash scania which is the southernmost province of sweden it's Ah. also used as the unofficial flag for swedish speaking Finns. Uh, though some historians apparently argue that it also represents the provinces of and i'm gonna fuck this up uh and holland not like holland but (laughs)
1: Uh, yes that that mystical land Holland? No,
0: it is. <laughs> no, no, it I is. Know. I know. <laughs> uh, so there's lots of debate about if it is specifically uh, Skåne or like the former Eastern Denmark. It's really interesting. I will drop a link in the show notes about the origins of the Scania hmm. flag. But yeah, there we go. They're Swedish. Uh, All right. It's not represented by Laura Herring's "I'm from Mexico" accent. No. <laughs> Her accent is just all over the fucking place in this. Yeah. That's why they should have gotten Bjork. Yeah. Again. Not because she sounds like she's from Sweden, but because I bet Bjork can do accents. Probably. It does feel like a thing that she has spent time on. Oh, yeah. At some point. Absolutely.
1: Um, but at this point, uh, Mitch is uh, anxiously staring at his door when he gets a knock. And guess what? It's Catherine. (laughs) Uh, and at this point, she explains everything after Mitch is like, listen, it doesn't fucking work if you don't tell me, like, you can't hide this shit from me. Uh, and she's in an arranged marriage and she doesn't want it. Um, and then we find out the next morning that Catherine's call to the race organizers worked and Mitch has another shot. So then we get a very long
0: boat racing montage where Mitch is in the lead. Uh, did you think, okay, so a few things. First, mm-hmm. did this first, set seemed like it was a flashback?
2: Yes. It looked like the same footage. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right, exactly. I was like, this is a flashback, clearly. Then I'm like, oh no, this is not. This is the actual boat. Okay. Um, which is weird. Um, uh, in the original broadcast of this show, uh, they used the song Killer by Seal, which if you've mm. never heard that song, it's a fucking banger. Yes. I don't it's, know it. It's such a, Morgan, this is a very you song. You would love it. Okay. Um Unfortunately, what Helen and I got <laughs> is King of a Thousand Waves by Doug Bossey. Please note that in the lyrics to this, which Helen will read, oh they never s- use the words King of a Thousand Waves. Uh, mm. <laughs> they say King of a Thousand Tides, but not waves. Uh, huh. And this song sounds like, what if... Depeche Mode did the beat to Killer by Seal instead of Seal. Um, so, Helen, would you please read uh, these lyrics?
2: Oh, wow. Oh, yay, it's short.
0: <laughs> I, oh, yeah, no, not the whole song again and this this verse. All right. <laughs> oh, wait, can you do like an uns, uns, uns delivery? So you're like, king, ooh. You know, something like
2: that? Excuse me.
0: (laughs) Like, you know what I mean, right? I don't.
2: No, like, go king
0: of a thousand. Like, something like that.
2: That's. I don't feel comfortable.
0: (laughs) Okay, don't. (laughs) Well, now I look dumb.
2: (laughs) No, I just. I don't want to look dumb. Uh, that's
0: fair uh, you are talking about Baywatch though. I
2: don't I, yeah. <laughs> I just don't feel convinced I can pull that off
0: I mean this show can't pull it off so
2: <laughs> King of a thousand tides let's go
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> dreaming in double time we'll throw Caution to (laughs) winds behind. Live fast. Danger can change the time. Unmask. I wish you could see the hand gestures I'm doing. The hunger to tame the waves. Hold on. (laughs) The wind and sea will guide you. Don't stop. Moving the speed of light. So, So stand strong, the bravest heart inside you will be crowned. King what? of a thousand tides. The phrasing in this is weird. King of yeah. a thousand tides. Boom. But to doom.
0: But it's called King of a Thousand Waves. So why do they keep saying King of a Thousand Tides?
2: Yeah. I don't know. Let's go. Stop. Let's go. I'm <laughs> mad fast.
1: We'll throw. Dreaming <laughs> in double time. We'll throw.
2: We'll throw. <laughs> <laughs> Caution to the <laughs> mid.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, what what weird rhyme structure there. Yeah, look, I mean, most of the songs. Yeah. All, all of the songs in this show have weird rhyme structure, and they all rhyme. Eh, not all of them. We've had some that very much do not. 85% of them rhyme. Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. As um, long as it's not a song about wanting to fuck your brother, we're fine. Help.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at this point... uh. Roland takes advantage of Mitch being busy racing the boat to kidnap Catherine. Uh, And Hobie notices this and tries to jump on Roland. But, I mean, he's a kid. So (laughs) Roland gets away with Catherine. Uh, But then we get another boat chase scene where Mitch has to sacrifice the race again. This time to save Catherine. Um, And he knocks Roland off the boat and Catherine grabs his gun makes the captain stop the boat.
2: Um, you know what it is though? What? It's a joust. It's a boat joust. Oh. oh yeah.
0: That yeah. Makes sense. I
2: didn't even catch it but my partner pointed it out. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a big dumb." Yeah. Is there a
0: is there a joust in uh in Roman Candle? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um Roman Holiday and no not that I Roman recall, Holiday. Not Sorry. Not that I recall. <laughs>
0: Roman
2: candle.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, but it's not it that, <laughs> baby. It's a firework. Yeah, it's a it's a movie where Gregory Peck has a Roman candle and just shoots it at people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds like a very like disaster movie level parody. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so let me ask again: Is there a joust in Roman Holiday?
2: Um, not not in any official capacity or in any unofficial capacity that i can recall. <laughs> <laughs> no, like
0: jousting of the spirits?
2: Then no, you know what, definite definite spiritual jousting. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll take it. It
0: works.
1: Oh god. I wish i'd done more spiritual jousting in college. Mm. <laughs> I um <laughs> Yes.
2: No, I thought better of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That might be the first time on this podcast ever. (laughs) I mean, uh, this whole podcast started as us not thinking better of it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That feels true. I mean that in the best way possible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, thanks. We have such great supporters here on this podcast. All of our beef boys. (laughs) All of our beef boys really, truly support us. Yeah.
1: Um, but let's see. After this, uh, we, uh, Garner and his partner show up to arrest Roland and Hobie almost tells Mitch about Catherine being a princess, but then he doesn't. And guess what? Turns out they actually ended up winning the race and Ben is very excited. But Mitch is just too worried about where Catherine might be to enjoy it.
2: Oh yeah. The but win ben- is moot. <laughs> <laughs> moot. <Mute. laughs>
0: you know that hip foreign word, moot.
3: <laughs> Good word.
0: Um, um, I hear that's a, a Swedish word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They say it in uh, and wherever Catherine's from, uh, mm-hmm. which again, even though I know where it is now, may still be in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. At this point, the
1: Herald announces Princess Catherine and Mitch gets to meet her and she pretends not to know him. And they flirt a little bit and he leaves sad. Um, and then we get one more scene where the two of them are talking and she apologizes for lying to Mitch. And she's like, oh, no, wait, actually, the arranged marriage is totally cool. I don't mind it at all. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I do still love you. So let's make
0: out a little bit. Uh, like, and I love you, but I love our people. And our economy more And I'm like yeah. What a fucking capitalist Get out <laughs> Yeah I'm on this socialist podcast <laughs> um, And then they have a long
1: kiss goodbye uh, And she left her gold bracelet From earlier in his hand And that's the last shot At least he got and paid And that was the Princess of Tides Yeah Yeah I mean listen A 24 gold 24 karat gold
0: bracelet like that Has gotta be worth Decent oh, money yes. You know what, Morgan? That's a perfect lead-in to our rating system this season. It sure is. is. of course, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being discovering that love is dead. And 10 is discovering, just like we saw in episode 1 of this this season, that you have a gold prospecting 49er uncle who left you a gold boot in his will. Um, Helen, how would you rate this episode?
2: Oh, man. Oh, man. I wish I could rate it as high as, like, an $8 dress. Um,
0: (laughs) That's like a 10, right? That's an 11.
2: No, it's an 8. (laughs) $8 dress. (laughs) I I gotta
0: say I mean, yeah. For my sense of humor, that's, like, a top-tier joke, and I love it. It's, like, it shouldn't be, but for my sense of humor, that's, like, one of the best jokes ever.
2: (laughs) With inflation, maybe it's a $9 dress? I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I could look up the 92 to, or 93 to 2021 inflation rate if you want.
2: I'm curious about what the value of gold was then. But that's not, that doesn't figure <laughs> into my rating. No matter how much the dollar was worth or gold was worth in 1992, it doesn't change I'm find out. how much this episode was worth to me. And um, I don't know, maybe I was really spoiled by that that last episode I did with y'all because it was really kind of well written and good. Um, and I liked, um, hold on. I'm sure there's something. Hold on. Um, While
0: (laughs) while you're holding on, I actually have the answer for you here. The value of gold in November 2nd, when this episode came out in 1992, was $339 and 30 cents per ounce.
2: Hmm. That was a chonky bracelet. <laughs> hey, that's a what a
1: chonky bracelet. I'm saying, like oh.
2: the candy I have, my, my sour belts I have here um, is three point six ounces full. That bracelet's got to be at least an ounce, right? Oh yeah, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it um, a th- like a three, like a three, like a like a, like a three.
0: Wow, three. Well, and what would you say the experience of a three is?
2: Um, when, let's see, someone offers you a gold bracelet, and you say, "I'll get it from you later." Um, <laughs> and they, when you come back to to get it from them, they've exchanged it for a dress that is worth $8 and they gave
3: you the dress <laughs>
2: instead. But it's a really cute floral dress so it's like not the yeah. worst thing but yeah. like you could have used that 330 some odd dollars per ounce.
0: Yeah. You could have gotten like a coach. Yeah. You know.
2: But like yeah. truly my favorite thing about this episode was one, feeling like y'all were fucking with me with like the Chinese sayings
0: <laughs> we did make this episode as a joke.
2: Um, um, my partner turning up the volume because it was very quiet at first and they said, how are you going to hear them titties fart? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: and then the fact that it reminded me a lot of Roman Holiday, but now I have to take a break before I rewatch Roman Holiday because it will make me think of this episode. nice (laughs) thing is, it it will make me think of you, too, so that's pleasant.
0: Aww. So you should watch it.
2: I probably will. It's very, very good. Yes. And I genuinely (laughs) recommend you both watch it, and, like, soon after this episode, so you can be like, okay, yeah, that's a lot of exactly for Roman Holiday.
0: I'm gonna tell you all of my thoughts. Oh, yes. Like, all of my thoughts. Need. Wow. So, uh, Morgan... What about you? Yeah, so
1: I am. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher on this one uh, and say that I, you know, I had some fun with this episode. I I thought it was at least something different, and I uh, hated the line when someone saves you from drowning, you must give them something wet. <laughs> Um, but also I did really enjoy the line. I will never enjoy, you'll never enjoy hot dogs better than pheasant. Uh, <laughs> and so overall, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty fun. Um, and so I'm actually, I'm actually going to give this episode a seven, I think. Ooh. Um, I, you know, I, I had a fun time with this one. Um, and I'm going to say that a seven is the experience of uh, trying to haggle for something and you think you've almost got it, uh, but then it turns out that actually, like, your uh, sugar daddy is just going to come in and buy it for you anyway, so it, it really didn't
0: fucking matter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Michael, how about you? Um, you know, I actually did like the line about I have to get them something wet. Um <clears throat> So, of course, I'm going to rate it high just for that. Yeah. Uh, I think what helps is that we watch enough of this show that uh, we recognize that, yeah, this episode is bad television compared to a lot of things, (laughs) but it's good compared to a lot of Baywatch.
1: Yeah. Truly, my brain has become, truly, my brain has become broken
0: from watching so much Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah. my brain has stayed the exact same, which was it was always broken. <laughs> um, and so compared to other episodes, like, yeah, this was pretty fun. So I am also going to give it a seven. Um And I'm going to say that a seven is the experience of being Naomi Watts, uh, who was in Mulholland Drive with Laura Herring. Um, and because, you know, she's famous, she's been in some cool movies. She got to have sex with Laura Herring in moholland Drive. Um but she does get three points subtracted because uh she did end up having to live in the city of Lanvierpool Drobo Gero Querendrobo Gogogoch* in Wells. Um and that's too long of a name. <laughs> I'm impressed. I am I, impressed. I wrote it out, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't pronounce it with the Welsh pronunciation I tried uh, and I'm like my mouth don't make those moves uh, <laughs> <laughs> like my 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 mouth can do some things but it ain't that um, and uh, so I was like I'm never going to do that so I'm just going to do it like with my shit accent whatever um, so uh, yeah I think uh, I think this was honestly kind of a standout compared to season two especially
2: yeah. yeah, I do I want. Agree, I do I want more CJ. More.
0: Oh yeah, C- I mean, there's five more seasons of four more seasons of her. More, more, so, more. Yeah, that's so many uh, seasons so, I mean, of
2: Baywatch. Holy fuck! I'm so sorry. <laughs> Look, hey.
0: we we agreed. We agreed to do this, and the Baywatch extended the universe. So, like you know, we know what we're in for. Mm. Uh, but. Morgan, do you want to know what we're in for next week? I absolutely do. Uh, It's another guest episode, and it is called Masquerade. And the Baywatch Wiki says, Mitch and Stephanie go undercover as two wealthy individuals to stop murderous pirates from taking over Baywatch. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. IMDB says, Ask for the disappearance of a wealthy honeymoon couple in the waters around Baywatch. Mitch and Stephanie pose as, a wealthy, as wealthy honeymooners on a yacht to lure and capture alleged pirates in the area. But they get so consumed with the role playing it that it makes them unprepared with the pirates, led by local dock owners, board their boat with the intent to kill them for their wealth. While CJ and a sick garner circle the coast in their scarab looking for Mitch and Stephanie. Um, before we do go, I also wanted to just re- read uh, reviews here. Uh from IMDb of Princess of Tides. Mm. Um specifically again, um the Sand Crab 722 rating is nonsense. Hell um, yeah. So he gives it a five out of ten and says Boat Racing? Wee oui, wee? Oui? What the fuck? <laughs> Baker's dozen repeats Fury still out on Ep rating. Dunno, Her Highness Hot Dumps the buke <laughs> Obi Skates. <laughs> Ben sad this ep needs the hulk sure
1: <laughs> i you know what i appreciate how hard they are committing to this bit it's a bad bit it doesn't make sense but i you know what i respect any anyone who commits hard to a bit i, I like how is... you said you didn't say i respect them you said <laughs> i respect anyone Well, I mean, not that I would know anything about committing too hard to a bit He says 52 episodes into a podcast about Baywatch A podcast for two men who have never watched Baywatch before Um, No, I would know nothing about committing
0: too hard to a bit (laughs) Well, (laughs) we don't do bits Everything on here is straight truth Mm -hmm. Check it on HubHub
2: (laughs) that's
0: not straight uh that is apparently a straight lie i am learning no it's Uh, just it's just round truth because because hubcaps are round but are you telling me that hub 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 is real no fuck that's what i want for christmas i want (laughs) you know what is the straight truth what We enjoyed having Helen on this episode. Absolutely. guys! (laughs) Helen, I would love to talk about Roman Candle (laughs) with you sometime. Roman Holiday, I would love to... I want to talk about a movie with you that isn't Baywatch.
2: That would be real good. We should do it sometime.
0: We should Mm -hmm. do it sometime because, you know... Has to be better than this. Yep.
2: I'm I'm sorry and delighted. (laughs) I'm sorry to inform you that my podcast has already covered Roman Holiday. Delighted because it was a great episode that everyone should listen to.
0: Did it cover Roman Candle?
2: Oh, no, Hmm. not yet. (laughs) We'll get there. You and me. What about Roman Reigns? Roman Candle.
0: It did not cover Roman Reigns. Thank you, Morgan. (laughs) Also, it did not cover the 2021 movie Roman Candle.
2: Oh, shit. uh, Which is a
0: dramatic feature film. Following the evolving relationship of a young couple living in New York City. Uh. Mm. Yeah, or uh, the 1920 movie *Roman Candles*, uh, starring. Fuck are these people? Uh, uh, Oh, it's it's about *Roman Candles*. Okay, that's that's, well. I mean, *Dead Dove*. Jpeg, Um, and uh, the worst title I've ever seen in a movie ever. Um, oh. this is a 2021 one minute film that has a credit on INDB uh, and it is called Scumbag Hood Rat Assaults Woman with a Roman Candle Sets Her Hair on Fire During Crazy Night of Valence in Dallas-Fort Worth oh all right yeah it has an INDB credit for some weird reason yeah uh, there's also a, a 1966 John Waters movie I was just looking that up Roman Candles. Roman Candles with Divine yeah. and oh. Link Stoll yeah. Oh, maybe that's what you should, that's not. I don't think that really fits your podcast. I don't know that
2: any of them do, but we'll find a way. Life finds a
0: way. <laughs> um, I don't know.
1: I think, let me give you a brief description of the plot of the John Waters uh, yes, yes, movie. Please, yeah. uh, the movie features random scenes of Malcolm's soul in nun habit drag. A priest drinking a beer, a woman being attacked with an electric fan, Uh a drag queen queen riding a motorcycle, Uh and Divine playing hide-and-seek. The soundtrack is played back from tape in the room during the screening and includes radio advertisements, rock songs, a press conference with Lee Harvey Oswald's mother, and tune
0: by the (laughs) Shangri-Las. I mean, that sounds amazing. That sounds pretty
2: cool, actually.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's that's classic John Waters bullshit. That sounds like my shit. I love that. Yeah, I need to watch more John Waters stuff. Yeah, maybe you do a double double feature. It'll be that and then Jake and the Fat Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But as. John Waters would say it's time to end this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> what <do> you- <laughs> if he was on a podcast and getting tired? He probably would. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess all that's left to say in this episode is thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to
0: find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I am at Morgan P. Thrap. I'm at Snotsnit S-N-O-T, S-N-I-T. And Helen, where can we find you, and what do you want to plug?
2: Oh, heck, you can find me. I guess I'm on Twitter and shit at Helen, or, El- oh, I didn't even say my name. At what H- is my name? <laughs> I'm on Twitter and shit at Helen Herbst L. That's at H-E-L-E-N-H-E-R-B-S-T-L. And my podcast <laughs> is Falling in Love Montage about chick flicks, a co-host with my sister. And I do recommend our Roman Candle episode. Our guest is Millie DeCherco from Turner Classic Movies, and we have a fantastic discussion. Um, nice. And also, did you, just did, say ro- you said Roman Candle. I did, yeah. did I? Did yeah. I Roman Candle? I yes, you, you did. <laughs> we got you. Oh, my God, yes. Uh,
0: it's, it's, oh, I'm so happy. This is exactly what uh, I hope for.
2: It's Roman Holiday, and I resign. Thank you so much for having
0: me. Oh my god, we need to remake Roman Holiday, but with Roman co- with Roman candles. Yes,
1: and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. And just remember, hips, lips, and something wet. Ah. Oh,
0: okay, that ruins it. I you know. <laughs>
3: Ah. Uh. Whee! Oui.